Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Parasite in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. Not too long ago, The Farewell came out uh, stateside. It was a few weeks back that it really went wide. A lot of people were able to see it. And it was, uh, for me at least, the best thing I had seen of the year at the time. It finally seemed to break the sort of year-long drought of of something really just truly special uh, for me. You know, there had been plenty of good films at that time, but The Farewell was the first one that really kind of broke, I don't know, this sort of the yearly ceiling of, of, you know, how high, based on my ratings, a a movie was scored. And I didn't know when the next one of those would come along. Generally, at least last year, there were six movies that broke the score of 90 for me. And I think somewhere between, you know, five and ten movies has kind of become the norm lately for the last couple of years, at least since 2015. And uh, we'd only had one. We'd only had one in The Farewell just a few weeks ago. It's the end of August, but this is when those movies come out. This is when we get all the awards contenders, all the foreign film you know, films being released stateside don't come out to the end of the year. A lot of that stuff takes a while to get to us. And now uh, we have, uh, well, I don't know if I would necessarily say we have another one to add to that prospective list in Parasite, but, uh, you know, it doesn't really come out in theaters stateside for a while now. But if you're able to find a a way to see it, I, I highly encourage you do so. And I'm really excited to talk about it. I've It's the film I've been probably most looking forward to all year. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, uh, there's not much else I would say. I, I don't know. It, it definitely top five. Definitely top five of the films I've been looking forward to all year. And it's it's worth it's worth the watch. It really, really is. And so I'm really excited to get into it. Um so, without let's, you know, without any more further preamble, let's talk about Bong Joon-ho's 2019 Can Palm Door winner Parasite. Uh, Bong Joon-ho not only directed but co-wrote the film along with Han Jin-won. It is starring Song Kang-ho, Lee Sun-kyun, Cho Yeo-jong, Choi Woo-sik, Park So-dam, Lee Jong-un, and Chang Hyo Jin, among others. You may not recognize any of those names. I would say the only one I would have recognized on site is Song Kang Ho, who has also been in Snowpiercer, The Host, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, and Memories of Murder. Uh, he has worked quite a bit with uh, Bong Joon-ho in the past and is a pretty great South Korean actor that... I've 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 really enjoy every everything he's been in. He's been very very good in, and this parasite is no exception. He is uh, the, mach- the 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 patriarch of a mm, down on their luck family in Parasite. Uh, he 
plays Kim Kitake, Kitake, Kitak, Kitake, uh, and he, his wife and his two kids, a son and a daughter, are all unemployed. Uh, they have no money. They live in a sub-basement, like a basement apartment that uh, outside of their window they can see drunks peeing in the nearby alley and it just it's not a good it's not a good life for them they, they are very much i don't know not not good they're just very much uh poor and despondent not no no um what's the word i'm looking for poor and despondent disparate 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 is that what i'm thinking of and so what what kind of kicks off the film and and what kind of gets the ball rolling is uh Katek's fam uh son let's see here uh Kiwu played by Choi Woo Sik his friend is going on a vacation uh study abroad type of thing for a while and he offers he offers uh, Kiwu to take over the tutoring position that he has. Uh, and the tutoring position is at a very, very wealthy family's house, the Park family. And seeing, uh, hearing this news and, and putting the pieces together, this gives the, uh, the family the idea that, oh, we can use this to our advantage. We can the Kim family can can get some money. They can they can earn some money. They can get out of the doldrums of, of poverty and back to where they used to. That, well, not back to where they want to be. We used to be, but 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 up to a more acceptable level, economically speaking, socioeconomically speaking. And what follows the story that kind of plays out from this is terrifying uh it is it is hilarious it is dark it is violent it is um sexual there, there are so many facets to this movie uh, bong joon ho if you're familiar with his films uh is not one to kind of stick within the confines of genre you know, if you've wa- if you've seen Snowpiercer, if you've seen The Host, Memories of Murder, Okja, uh, these are not movies that adhere to a single genre. They they are happy to play in a, in many different ones uh, as the film progresses. Sometimes it's both to multiple genres happening at the same time. Sometimes the film sh- swings wildly from one genre to the next, and uh, Parasite is far more the latter. Uh, you know, for I would say the first, almost the first half of the film, it is very much a sort of heist comedy in tone. And that in and of itself is amazing. It's great. That part, ignoring everything that comes after, is very fun. And the characters, the the interplay, the, the editing of the film all service uh, just how enjoyable the movie is and and how much fun this movie has with its cast with its situation with its roles and and 
social and, and economic divide uh, between the, the Park and Kim family families. And then we hit this this one one of the longer scenes uh, in the film, which kind of feels like a lull and turns out to be a transition into what the second half of the film is going to be about. And I won't get into the details of that uh, until spoilers, which I'll, I'll do later. But it is very, very... Uh, it's a very stark contrast to the two... Um, to the two sides of the film. You know, this is not simply... I guess how how can I put um, in a way in a way hold on there's I made a uh, if if so, so two films that have come out in the past year are close closely represented in Parasite the first is Burning if you've seen Burning, I talked about Burning last year. It was my favorite film of the year last year. And Burning and Parasite are very different, but what Burning's underlying themes were, uh, un the underlying themes of Burning revolved around the separation of classes, uh, you know, the, the difference between, you know, this young, poor guy who, who just kind of, goes from one thing to the next, who's dealing with the issues that his father dealt with and, and all that. And then you have Steven Yun's character, who is very well off, and his he's playing in a completely different game. Just, it, it, you know, he's on a completely different level, honestly. And Burning did such a great job of, of not only establishing the uh, dichotomy between these two classes, but showing what happens when they intermingle, showing the clash of them, but also at times the sort of uh, molding together that they can do. And Parasite is absolutely addressing a very similar issue. It shows the Kim family down in luck, no job, no money, and the Park family high on, on life, uh, plenty of money, plenty of everything, uh, so much money, a quote in the movie is... Um, you know, it's easy to be nice when you're rich. You know, they're so rich that they're nice kind of a thing. And meanwhile, by contrast, the Kim family is so poor that uh, as, as much as you like them as characters and, and root for them for most of the film, for the majority of the film, they, they aren't always nice. And so I think that side of, of Parasite or that, that element of burning is absolutely permeates throughout Parasite. The other film is one that came out earlier this year, and that's uh, Jordan Peele's Us. And Us also showcases a, a divide between um, two families. Uh, in, this in, the, in Us's case, they are physically and, and visually identical families played by the same actors on both sides and they have you know Jordan Peele approaches this 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 idea from a horror perspective and uh, you know there's a lot of social commentary going on in us uh, that I'm not gonna you know d get into now but Jordan Peele thinks of 
this this difference and maybe not thinks of it but at least presents it to us as as a horror situation whereas with burning it's far more of a crime burning slow burn thriller and parasite once we kind of establish all the characters in the beginning and and we slowly see the interweaving of the kim and park families you know this is Bong Joon-ho establishing things from a comedy heist perspective. And he's still approaching these same themes. He's looking at the different class systems the way Burning is. He's looking at this, uh, you know, the, the, the real versus the other, the way that us looks at them. And then when Parasite clicks, when it shifts into the next gear, not that the second half is better than the first half, uh, but it, it ratchets things up to a different height and, and uh, awareness. Then I think it swings more toward us than it does to toward burning. But I think both films are very present in Parasite. And so for me, uh, having I didn't know any of this going into Parasite. I knew nothing about the film. I'd never seen a trailer. I'd never seen a frame outside of the poster. And I hadn't really spent much time looking at the poster I had no idea what I was getting in myself into. And I would just say, I mean, after talking about it for a while now, but I would say that if you're interested, if you enjoyed us or burning or both, there's a lot to like and, and love in Parasite. I think there's so much going on in this movie. Uh, I can't possibly touch on all of it, uh, even with spoilers. Uh, that said... So I, I liken the film to us. I liken the film to Burning, and um, it's faster paced than Burning. If that was an issue with Burning, and I think it deals with its social commentary, uh, and I think it deals with its world building better than Us does, by because for the simple fact that Parasite doesn't have those supernatural, science fiction, fantastical elements to it that Us does, which call and uh, for me at least called into question a lot of the que- uh, the story building elements. Parasite does not have that issue, and I think it is somewhat stronger for that. The performances across the board are great. Uh, the two patriarchs of the family, uh, Song, Song Kang-ho and Lee Sun-kyun, uh, who play the fathers, respectively, of the Kim and Park families, are fantastic. Every time the Kim family, a member of the Kim family and a member of the uh, Park family interact is is perfect it you know whether it's um the mother and the mother daughter and mother uh father father son daughter you know whatever the configuration might be that those are the moments that are really integral to the film and and holding together this idea of the separation of these classes and you know when you it's a very different thing than you look, when you look at us and it's the same actor. Like, I, I think there's a, a performance element that us has that Parasite doesn't have simply because of thing you know, Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke. Winston Duke had to be both sides. And these the, the actors in Parasite don't. Uh, they just have to be one side. But I, I think the 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 where the where things 
are different where, where things are maybe more advantageous from a in the roles for from a parasite from parasites perspective is when you're interacting with someone on the opposite side in parasite uh, you don't have the experience of having been on the other side in your character you you know song kang ho is a hundred percent always throughout this film lower class when you see the the disgust on someone's face over the way that you look over the way that you act over the way that you smell or whatever the case may be uh you know that builds up throughout the film in all of these characters on both sides to be honest you know this is when when the, when the film kind of culminates in this one big explosive moment uh you know it the camera slows down the dialogue is drawn is drawn out, and you can see clearly on the faces of all these characters that we spent, you know, two hours with, how so many of the things that we've seen are absolutely true to their characters, and so many of these things that we've seen are masks that they've been wearing over how they really feel about others and and the people they've been around and the people they've worked with, worked for. Uh, and, and presided over. And I think getting to see these actors, uh, particularly Song Kang-ho and Choi Woo-shik, uh, the father and son of the Kim family, they go through so many different iterations of, of their position from the absolute poorest unemployed moments in the very beginning of the movie to slowly kind of clawing their way out of that scenario as much as they can as they become uh, ingratiated into the park family to you know the ups and downs and fluctuating levels throughout the film and i i really thought the two of them did an exceptional job uh, really showcasing the the full breadth of emotions that that people in their positions can feel when they do get something that happens to them that's good when they you know when they do after years and years of hardship find a way up like they do in parasite uh i i think there's so much to sort of scratch underneath the surface of in these characters and particularly song kang ho's face he i i think i always make the mistake and i i regret it every time i do it but every movie i've seen him in and every time i've seen a movie with him in and i've seen parasite twice uh but i always underestimate the the facial emotion and range that he commands and it's a bit like um hmm i was gonna say it's a bit like tom hardy when he's constantly wearing like facial obscura but suffice to say i think there's a i think uh, you know if you're not paying close enough attention to to his face it can seem at times that he's kind of uh bland and it can kind of seem like he's he's not very expressive but i really do believe that his face goes through uh, the whole gamut of emotions in this movie uh, focusing in on it, you know, his the way it's it's particularly in the eyes, uh, which is what Tom Hardy is so good at. But Kang Ho is is equally uh, skilled at, at just emoting with the eyes and and convincing 
um, you know, if not the people around him, at least the audience, you know, there's so much going on underneath the surface that, you know, when he's making the smile, when he's smiling and cheerful, you can see that underneath there's pain, there's there's anguish, there's frustration uh, with with what he's quote unquote putting up with. And I find that endlessly fascinating. Uh, I saw on the on a rewatch, um, there's a party that takes place in the movie at one point, and we see uh, multiple characters getting going through the motions of preparing for this party. And there's a moment where uh, Song Kang Ho, who is a driver, is driving uh, the mother, uh, I believe, Cho Yo Zhang, Mr. Park, M- Mrs. Park, uh, in the movie. He's driving her, and it's a sm- small scene, you know, almost blink and you miss it. He has no dialogue in the scene, but you get to feel and see how his, you get to see his face contort and react uh, to the things that um, Young Kyo, uh, Mr. Park's wife, Mrs. Park, says, what she does. You know, he's watching her in the rearview mirror as she's in the back seat on the telephone, uh, on her phone, talking to somebody. And I think that one moment is such a beautiful encapsulation of this film and gives away so much in, in its simplicity. Outside of the characters, outside of the characters, uh, the, the film takes place primarily in two locations. Uh, the first being the Park's house, which is enormous, uh, very minimalistic, and very beautiful. Uh, it's got a sort of, it's got a very cold... Um, aesthetic that mimics the family and and sort of the lack of emotion that generally seems to permeate from those pe- those those people whereas the other part other place that we generally spend time is uh the kim family's small you know basement residence we start there uh, we get a handful of scenes in that area in that house in that apartment and it's very cramped, it's very tight, and the characters are constantly, you know, walking over each other, passing each other in the hallway, uh, you know, they're all sitting around the table, doing the same things, talking to each other, laughing, joking, and the confined space uh, allows these characters and, and the, or, or kind of shows that these characters are close to each other, they care about each other, you know, this is a, an apartment that's very messy that's you know things are hanging up all over the place and the first time we enter the park house their housekeeper calls the you know is talking about the house and you know is designed by an architect who used to live there and she says that now it's become uh, basically a pigsty as she picks up you know like one strewn article of clothing or some toy off the ground in an otherwise immaculate living room that is just all kinds of, you know, out of any realistic person's, like, price range. And so, like, the the film constantly is constantly doing that, comparing and contrasting, you know, the houses, uh, the living areas against the living areas, the, the food against the food, the people against the people, the circumstances against the circumstances, and it, it, it just such a good job of hammering home even if you're not 
Korean. Even, you know, you can you can understand and, you know, figure out and empathize and connect with the social situation that is at play in Parasite. I, I, I loved the production of the film. I, I loved the play, the houses, the locations. I thought they did a great job of showing visually so much more than at least as much as they're showing from from through the dialogue and and through what the characters are saying uh it it just it's it's so fascinating there's so much there's so much going on in this movie there's just so much um man uh what else i don't know what else there is to say before we get into spoilers um not much really I I found if you have seen the movie or if you I, I mean I'll, I'll wait to spoilers for that if you have uh, if you haven't seen the movie go check it out uh, it does it's it's very tense uh, I saw somebody compare it to kind of to kind of to Dunkirk in the way that it's very much keeps you on the edge of your seat uh, throughout the whole thing and never gives you a breath of air. And I don't know if I would go quite so far in my comparison. Uh, I think there's definitely a lot of very t- a lot of tense moments in the movie, uh, very shocking, uh, thrilling elements that are scenes that are uh, that unfold in front of you. But it is by no means on par with Dunkirk in the level of anxiety you feel watching it. At least for me, uh, it might might reach the same highs, but it is nowhere near as you know consistent throughout. So. It's it's a tricky one. It is a very tricky film, and I remember when I first finished watching it, I really wasn't sure how I felt about it. I knew I knew what I had just seen was very very good. I didn't know. I, it took me a while to process a lot of what I had seen and and understand further what was going on. But when I did come around to things, uh, I was like, I got to see this again, and so I watched it again uh, yesterday. And it was just, it was, it's so good. I, I love it. So that's Parasite from Bong Joon-ho. Uh, and I'm going to get into spoilers, but if you're not going to stick around for that, you can, uh, you know, find more episodes of the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or at the website, circleoffilm.com. You can find, uh, me on Twitter at Circle of Film. You can email right into the show, circleoffilm at gmail.com, or you can find me on Letterboxd at Circle of Film. You can uh, support the show, like it, rate it, review it, subscribe it, or become a patron at patreon.com slash circle of film, where you can hear, uh, where you can be, uh, for as little as eight cents an episode, you can hear early, you can get early access to uh, every episode that comes out uh, that's recorded a day early, like this one. This one is on the early access list. Thank you for listening. Uh, Stick around if you would like to hear spoiler talk. But otherwise, uh, have a week. Don't ask too many questions. You don't want answers to. You don't like my direction. And I won't follow you. Every once in a while, I, I, I do these spoiler sections. And... To be honest, I never really know how to get into them. I've done a couple of of reviews where it's kind of just been me going through the the movie piece by piece by piece, 
uh, from start to finish. And I like doing those. I think those are really fun. But I don't, you know, if I, I split the episode into non, uh, non-spoiler non and spoiler sections, I don't want to have to go back, you know, spend half an hour talking about the film without spoilers or 20 minutes, however long it is, and then go and start over at the beginning and talk through the whole thing. And so when I don't do that, I really don't know how to start if there isn't a big twist to the film. And I don't, Parasite definitely has twists and turns to it that you don't see coming if you, even, I, I gotta imagine, even if you are incredibly, incredibly um, obsessive about every single detail of the movie, you're not, likely not gonna realize what happened. And, or at least not not see what's coming. And, uh, so yeah, I don't know. These these always these kind of transitions always feel a little strange to me. Parasite, the big twist, uh, at least as far as you can call it a big twist, uh, is the guy living in the basement, the house, the the initial housekeeper's husband living in the basement. He's been there for years. What it was like five, seven years or something like that. Uh, what's his name? Um, Gunsi, Gunsi, Gunse, uh, who that i remember watching it the first time the ha- the entire kim family is staying at the house while the parks are out camping they're enjoying things this is that long drawn out scene i was mentioning before and things are starting to sort of fall into place and you're starting to see this the the kim family get complacent they're starting to kind of turn into uh this older or not older, this this higher class family in front of your eyes. And yet, underneath some of their dialogue and the actions that they're taking, you can still feel the sort of lower class sensibilities seeping through. And then all of a sudden, the doorbell rings. And, you know, with all of them staying at the house, there's that sense of, okay, what's what's going to happen that's going to tip the tip, tip things off? How, how are they going to be given away and exposed for what they are? And when the old housekeeper shows up at the door, that wasn't exactly who I was expecting to see. I didn't know what her purpose was. Uh, We'd really only known up until this point that she had been there since the previous uh, tenants of the house. And she was allergic to peaches. That's about it. That's that's what I felt I knew about her. She was a good cook. Uh, But that, that was all that I'd really retained. And so she comes in, she's like, oh, I had to leave so, so so quickly, I forgot some of my things down the basement, and I'm like, okay, uh, that's fine, this seems okay, I'm not sure what's happening here. We follow her down into the basement, and she, uh, the ha- all the family have to hide except for uh, the, the mother, the, who has taken over the role as housekeeper, and... Uh, Chung Suk is the character played by Chang Hyai Jin, and and so she follows her down to the basement, and we find the housekeeper wedged up off of the floor, feet on the wall, hands on this giant armoire thing, uh, and trying to push it over. And okay, things are starting to click. There's more in this basement than meets the eye. She's revealing something behind the basement. What's hidden? And my first instinct was that this was something that was going to reveal a truth about the Park family, and it doesn't, <laughs> to be spoilers, it doesn't, but I, I really expected it to be 
something connected to the Park family that she was kind of keeping a secret. Almost. And I, and you know, in hindsight, thinking about that, I don't think it makes any sense from a thematic perspective, anything like that. But at the time, like that's where my mind went. And so we, we open the door or pull open the armoire, uh, uh, the, the Kim mother opens it and we go down this, these de- this stairwell. We take turns through this long stone hallways and we go down another stairwell and we find this small enclave, uh, like bunker where the housekeeper's husband is living. And we find out that he's been hounded by debt collectors, loan sharks for years. They've been, she's been hiding him down there uh, this whole time. The Park family don't know anything about it. They don't know, even know that this place exists. And it, it's, it's really fascinating. I was kind of t- thrown off by this the first time I saw it. I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this direction. Uh, but the more I, the lo- further we got into it, the more I, I really appreciated and enjoyed it. Because what is interesting about this, and what I really like about including um, Gyunsei's character into the story and, and this entire side story, side narrative, is one, it makes the comparisons to us a lot easier to do. Because us, people coming up from below, uh, literally Parasite has the same thing. But Gyunsei's attitude toward Mr. Park specifically, but the Park family as a whole, is very odd. He has great respect for Mr. Park. Uh, He can control the lights that turn on um, as someone comes home and walks upstairs. And he's been using them to, like, send out Morse code messages that the son of the Park family is able to kind of decipher, sorta. He, he's not the best at it, but he's he's working at it. And his his di- the dynamic between Gyunsei and and Park Dongik Park is is just the respect there, and and it comes up throughout the film. You know the amount of respect he has for the Park family and for Mr. Park, even when. He breaks into the birthday party and, you know, stabs uh, Melissa. Is that what she goes by? Um, I think the, the, the Kim's daughter stabs her, attacks the Kim's mother, the, uh, the housekeeper replacement. Uh, and then he sees Mr. Park and he, you know, great respect, great respect. And that is such, at such odds with... Uh, Kim Kitik, Kitik's outlook and, and view on the Park family. He's been up close with them. And to be fair, you know, Gyeonsei has not really spent a lot of time with them. But he, you know, Kitik has, has driven Mr. Park around. He's heard and seen and, and experienced this disdain for the smell of the lower class, this disdain for... Uh, the actions and life of this lower class people uh, that he knows how the scene where they're trapped under the table as they're trying to escape and uh, the park parents you know start you know to uh, I don't think they actually have sex 
but they they do sexual acts on the couch near the table and the way they're talking and the way they're uh you know sort of reacting and the taboo to them is the lower class that is the taboo uh you know that's something that's so far off of the life that they have that it's it's risque it is it is um you know they are fetishizing the lower class to that degree and Gyunsei doesn't really have that experience he just kind of respects Mr. Park and you know he's allowed to quote-unquote allowed to live there and uh Kiteka doesn't have that he, he's not familiar with that feeling he is just I need this job we get this money uh but also this guy's kind of a dick and that's you know it kind of bubbles over with uh the wife and her disdain for the smell and and just everything kind of culminates with you know his daughter dying and bleeding out in front of him his wife is in pain and and hurt he saw his son uh what looked to be dead uh at the party and he finally snaps when he kills mr park and all of this man i i just it, it just it works for me you know we get down into this basement area and we see gyunsei and we feel that moment as at first it's uh wow she's she's trying to bargain and and she's like i'll pay you to feed him once a week and it recalls this earlier moment where when they're talking about the the former housekeeper uh the two fathers of the family uh mr park mentions you know if there's anything uh wrong with her it's that she's she eats a lot she always ate enough for two for two and then you get to find out that gyunsei is living in this house and okay that makes sense i get it now and then the other members of the kim family tumbled down into this basement area as they followed and tracked uh, everyone down there and as they're kind of moaning and groaning and getting to their feet you know they call each other father and dad and they've been putting on this show for the park family that they're not related and then and suddenly the housekeeper has blackmail she records the whole thing gets them saying dad you know gets them just all together in this sort of uh, intimate area and it wouldn't be great for her if the video gets out either but it would absolutely destroy the kim family and this 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 uh precludes a lot of the this this long sequence where the uh the housekeeper and Gyunsei, uh, let me see, Moon Guang is the is the housekeeper, Moon Guang, and and Gyunsei are kind of struggling with the Kim family for I don't know the the right to be higher class, and you know at one point the entire Kim family is huddled in a part of the living room. They have their arms over their heads, and and moon guang is just laugh the two of them are just laughing at these people just you know kicking them and kicking them and kicking them while they're down and and you know eventually there's a struggle and they overpower them and and 
they end up killing Moon Guang with with the peaches, which is great. Love it. I saw or I saw a review something something um, call me by your names, <laughs> Peach. Uh, some uh, I forget how they phrased it, but uh, that Peach led the the orgasm peach from from Kongo name you know walked so that the killer peach from parasite could run silly meme uh which is funny i don't know if i'd say that this is necessarily a huge step up from that but uh i don't know what i mean by step up but but just like uh i guess just that i don't know that a killer peach is that much more ridiculous than the orgasm peach from Kongo name uh, that said, uh, the the two scenes that I love, I talked kind of, I talked kind of about both of them. They're both towards the end of the film. Uh, party planning. There's a montage of all the of the Kim and Park family families planning this birthday party uh, for Da Song, who uh, the son of the Park family, and. Just, just the interactions between the two of them. All of a sudden, everything I think becomes a lot more pronounced in the way the Parks feel about the Kim family. Uh, whether that's, you know, Mrs. Kim setting up the tables for the party that she's been asked to do, and you know she is not, you know, a young fit woman and she's carrying these huge tables up from the basement and setting them up all by herself and mr park is just kind of like shh you gotta be quiet you know the song is sleeping and and then you've got mr park driving uh mrs kim around and helping her shop and and then the scene in the car that i was mentioning before where she's got her feet up on the back of the passenger seat headrest on the phone you can see you know she gets this look and she covers her nose because the smell is so bad and everything about this moment, I, I love it. I think it's, it's such a beautiful critique and satire on, on this, this class thing. And just it, everything just keeps, keeps growing and growing and growing. And this is where that tension starts to build and that tension starts to build. And you get this conversation between Mr. Kim and Mr. Park when they're going to dress up as Indians. And, uh, you know, Mr. Park is kind of talking about oh mrs mrs park wanted to do this and and you know and mr kim's like well you know but you love her and you're doing this for her and you know i haven't done this and i haven't dressed up like this in a while and you know this that and the other and finally mr park's like this is a, this is part of your job and we're paying you for this in this really you know know your place like we can every once in a while you know we can kind of talk a little more informally but but know your place and man it's when when Gyunsei knocks out uh, Kiwu and, and enters the party, that is, I mean, that is some some really really fine Hitchcock shit. You know, he comes up the stairs, he enters the kitchen, he grabs the knife. We the camera follows him as he walks through the living room to the outside, and and behind him we see uh the the park's daughter uh dahai dahi dahai dahi uh come down the steps looking for uh kiwu who's been knocked out in the in the basement 
She's looking for him. We see Gyunsei pass through, into, heading outside, still has the knife. All the, all the party attenders, and he's got blood all over his face. All the party attenders are facing away from him when he gets out there. Uh, you've got Ki Jung, Kim's daughter, taking the cake over to Da Song. And Gyunsei bursts through the crowd. All, so slowly we start to hear, ah, screaming, screaming. And stabs her in the chest. And, you know, he's he's acting in response to his, his wife dying. Right? These people killed his wife. Specifically, the daughter who, who dumped a, pie, a bag of peaches on her face that she's deathly allergic to. And then he's struggling with the mom. And finally, she kills him. And then as soon as and while this is happening, you've Mr. Park grabbing Da Song, who's fine. He's, you know, reliving his trauma, but he's fine. And Mrs. Kim, Mrs. Park uh, is is freaking out and grabs the son and tries to get away. Mr. Park wants the keys to the car. Uh Das Dahai is carrying uh Kiwu out of the house he's bloodied he's been hit twice in the head with a giant rock uh could be dead we don't know yet but she's carrying him out and all mr park cares about as these people that work for him that he, and he doesn't know that they're family but these people that work for him are bleeding to death in various capacities he just wants the keys to the car that's all he cares about. And finally, Mr. Kim throws the keys. They get trapped in uh, Gyunsei and um, Chung Suk's uh, brawl, and, and finally underneath uh, Gyunsei's body when he's dead. And Mr. Park has to like gingerly lift up the body to take the keys out from underneath it. And you know he's holding his nose the whole time the smell and then finally that really pushes um mr kim over the edge and that's when he you know gets up and kills mr park and this this microcosm of of turbulent violence and you know it's a cacophony of of visual delight in, in a sense you know the way bong Jun ho crafts this scene a lot of it is sl shown in slow motion a lot of it is slowed down and and uh glamorized and and fetishized it, it it really just for me the the first part of this with you know planning the party and the second part from the moment gyeonsi ascends into the kitchen to when uh Mr. Kim kills Mr. Park. Like these are two of my favorite scenes in the movie. Uh, I, I think they're exceptionally well made. They they really carry with them so much weight, so much emotional and thematic payoff from the previous you know two hours of movie that we've seen. Uh, that it's just you're glued to this to the to the screen, and you almost forget to breathe as you're watching this. You know this this ridiculous and tragic scene play out in front of you and all of that all of that f f ends in a brilliant brilliant 
you know, as it began, so it ends sort of way with now Mr. Kim is trapped in the basement as a new family begins to live in this house. And that is just, I love it. It's, it's not a good ending for any of our, any of our main characters on either, in either family. So many people have died. So many lives have been changed. And now Mr. Kim uh, is back where he started. No, he's lower than where he started, uh, but kind of in the same place. He's still stuck in a basement. He's still un- he's back to being unemployed. Uh, but I just I, I love it. I thought I think the full circle of element of it all. He's replacing Gyeonsei living in this basement. He was able to bury uh, Moon Gwang uh, before the other the, new, the newest the newer family moved in. It's great. It's so good. Uh, now that we're in spoilers, uh, a little, let me go into, if I can, I don't have my spreadsheet open. Um, I can absolutely say uh, this is a movie that challenges uh, and fights with The Farewell for my top film of the year. It is one of the, it becomes the second film to be rated about uh, four and a half stars on Letterboxd for me, or that's over a 90 somewhere in the 90s and in the um, oh here we go it's like that's not what I saved Uh, circle of film awards nominations for parasite picture obviously nominated for picture director for Bong Joon-ho Lead performance. I had a lot of trouble with with dividing lead and supporting roles in this movie. I ultimately decided that the leads were Kang Ho and Wu Sik, which are Mr. Kim and his son, respectively. I think they get the bulk of the film. We get a lot of scenes with just the, with only with uh, just from their perspectives, uh, and then the final twenty minutes of the film, which are narrated are narrated by these two characters. So I would say that those are the two leads, both of them nominated for Best Lead Performance. Supporting performance, uh, Yao Zhang and So Dam, who are the daughter of the Kim family and the mother of the Park family. And honestly, uh, you know, all of the performances in this are so good. Uh, it's really tough to single out a few. And, and I think these are the, for me, the best ones. Uh, on top of that, you have Bong Joon-ho and... Han Jin Won for screenplay. Uh, the score, I think, is fantastic. It has that, you know, building tension element that I think Dunkirk did so well. I don't think it does it quite as well as Dunkirk, uh, but also that's not, you know, it's not doing it 100% of the time throughout the movie the way Dunkirk did. Uh, but it also has these, you know, the, the, uh, the score has to play with all these different genre elements that Bong Joon-ho is working with, and I think it manages to fuse these things in the movie so well, and, and I really, really latched onto those parts. Tactile effects. The costumes, I mean, it's a modern film, but the costume design is very good, whether it's uh, working from the lower class to the upper class and, and in between. Makeup and hairstyling was fine. I, I don't think it really went too... Uh, not special uh the production design though is outstanding uh it's second only to uh once upon a time in hollywood for me this year it the 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 house that the park family lives in is so lush so gorgeous 
it's really really wonderful and then the sound the sound in this is is quite good too you know all the you know feet pads of the feet on the floor on the stone floor in the house and the um when when the film gets violent you know that works really well and slowing down the visual uh, slowing down some of these scenes you have to slow down the audio too and make that still sound crisp and and clear and i think the movie does a really good job of that special effects uh, so and mostly for this we're just talking about film editing and cinematography the film looks great uh, i think the editing is fantastic editing especially during the first hour of the film it you know it's edited like a heist and it plays out like a heist and then we get to the second half of the film and it's edited like a thriller it's edited like a crime drama and that looks amazing too uh so i think you know seeing both sides of that really works and then finally two best scene nominations at the moment i mentioned them already the first is planning the party and the second is um i've labeled it birthday cake uh just to not spoil anybody who stumbles into the circle film award nomination page on the website but so that altogether that's 12 nominations uh again you know you look at the you know it's only it's the end of august the good odds that some of these don't make it to the end but uh some may some may that currently puts it as the highest nomination leader the farewell and us both sit with eight nominations toy story 4 at seven and then the peanut butter falcon at four everything else has two or less currently have 23 films with nominations at this point but uh there's a lot of things to drop off as more and better movies come out so that said um that's it parasite highly recommended i i thought it was so 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 good so much fun so enjoyable uh, I already did the wrap-up spiel, so I won't I won't repeat it here. But I I highly recommend checking out Bong Joon Ho's Parasite as soon as possible. Thanks, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell. I'll be the same tonight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long, farewell, oh, what I'll be to say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long.